0: Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here, and this is The Doug Show. In this episode, we're talking to Christy, who is joining us again after she's hit uh, $1,000 a month. Now, Christy first joined us in episode 10 of The Doug Show, so this is like from way back, and we recorded this episode in July. So, little history on this side. I'll sort of summarize some things She started the site in October of 2018 and within like eh, like three to four months, she hit uh, her first hundred dollar month, which is a little bit ahead of schedule on average, which is uh, awesome, right? So it's really good to do that. And I know Christy is, um, you know, she's a bit of an overachiever. She may actually even be listening to this at some point. So um, I know she was pleased that she was a little bit ahead of the curve now after about uh, like nine, nine and a half months, she's hit this $1,000 per month mark. And by the way, we recorded this in July. So that's after, like I said, about nine, nine and a half months or so. And basically her income has continued to grow. So like I said, I recorded this, we recorded this in July and it, it takes a little while for these to be published because I work ahead of schedule a little bit. So it's a little bit dated, a couple months um, late, but or not late, but it's a couple months after we recorded it. So we kind of you know, take it from the top, we do some review, talk about things that Christy has learned, and so on and so forth. Now, I'll warn you, there's a little background noise, but it sounds um, you know peaceful. It's actually birds and stuff in the background. Christy was outside on her uh, porch or something like that, so there are magpies making noise out there, which is kind of funny because my dog Georgie, who actually knows Christy, Georgie is, like, obsessed with magpies. There's um, there's not too many, like, right where we live in the neighborhood here, but in our old place uh, in Bozeman, there were magpies all over the place. In fact, Georgie, like, knows the the word magpie, so I shouldn't even say it too loud right now. She may come in here. Um, so anyway, that's enough about Georgie and magpies. So we'll hear from uh, Christy, and then we also have a listener question that was sent in by daniel and by the way if you want to have your question featured i would i would love it so you could send an email feedback at doug.show or you could leave a voicemail which is a little more fun and exciting that way i don't have to like read your question you get a little shout out and all that sort of thing so um daniel thanks for sending in the question and let's um let's shoot it over to the interview Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here from Niche Site Project, and I'm um, sitting here with Christy. How are you
1: today? Doing pretty great. Mm-hmm.
0: So last time you were on the show, it was uh, many things that were different. We were sitting in my kitchen. Um, you were celebrating making like $100 a month or yep. so, and it's about uh, six months later, and
1: You I no wanna... longer live in my town.
0: <laughs> yeah. So many things are different, Yeah. And congratulations, you just hit a new milestone. So what, what sort of revenue are you making now?
1: Yeah, so I just hit $1,000 a month last month for June. Um, and it was a combo of Amazon, one other affiliate site um, that I'm part of, and then kind of a referral program that I did with uh, more of like an event-based company. So. Okay. One of those, and together we got over the milestone. So, pretty happy about that.
0: Cool. That's awesome. And how old is the site for people that haven't uh, mm-hmm. listened to the other episode yet?
1: Yep. It is, I started it like brand new, brand new as of October 1st last year. Um, and so, we're now into July. But I would say most of the content, probably at least like 70%, is more in the three to four months old range. Because uh, I did a big sprint and I wrote a post, post about that for you too. But uh did a big content sprint kind of later down the road. So um, older-ish site now, but most of the content still pretty green.
0: Awesome. Very cool. And so just the, the quick summary is the site was started in around October of 2018. In less than a year, you hit $1,000 a month. And you have quite a few posts out there. So can you just uh, guess what, how many posts do you have on your site?
1: Yeah. So now I think it's around 130 um, and probably a little over 50% I've outsourced and the other half ish I've done by myself. Um, I would say info versus product posts. It's probably 50, 50 also.
0: Okay, cool. So Sounds amazing. Now, before we get into more details here, can you just give a little bit of an intro so people have an idea like your background and how we uh, connected at first and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yep. So I had been in the marketing world for my whole career. Um, So I started working at a, a tech company right out of college and did that for 10 years Um, All just kind of different marketing roles, so doing writing and design and branding stuff and um, events and just kind of the whole gamut there. Uh, And then I decided I wanted to move to Montana, uh, Bozeman, where I met you, of course. And I quit my old job and started my own business. So I run a small business now that's totally separate from my niche site or really anything else that I do. Um, So that's what I do is kind of my full-time job now. Uh, but it does give me the flexibility to work from home and start a niche site. And because of the marketing background, um, it was nice cause I had kind of all the pieces that I needed to do it and get it started myself. So gotcha.
0: And did you have much of a background in SEO? You know, obviously you said you had a lot of marketing experience, but what no, about SEO?
1: No background in SEO. Yeah. It was kind of the one piece of marketing that ironically I never did. So we always had a different team that did kind of the digital SEO stuff at the company where I worked. So I never, I've never even looked up keywords. Like I'd never done any calculations of anything. Um, So I was definitely starting from the ground up.
0: Gotcha. And like, what are your impressions now that you're, you're fairly experienced like Mm -hmm. doing SEO. If people ask you questions, like you'd probably Mm -hmm. be able to give them some answer. So yeah. What are your impressions now? versus like what you thought before.
1: Well, I really like doing the SEO stuff now. I don't know that I would have in a corporate environment. I don't think I would have found that quite as fun. Um, But when it's for your own niche site, like you're pretty motivated to find kind of the hidden gems out there. Um, And the more that you start to dig, the more you're like, oh, there's a bunch of underserved content that people really want to learn about that no one is supplying or that really isn't that great. So, um, right. I find it pretty motivational to dig into the keyword side of it now. Cause I just see a lot of potential. So.
0: Okay. Interesting. And th- it's another thing like that I want to highlight here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many folks out there that they're like, uh, the space is saturated or mm-hmm. all the good ideas are taken or, um, I can't imagine something that isn't already covered, but you mm-hmm. found one that, mm-hmm. uh, like you, you could probably put, like if you had unlimited resources, you'd probably mm-hmm. have like three times as much content and stuff like that. 10 so. times
1: as much probably. <laughs> right.
0: So, yep. so they're totally out there. And then mm-hmm. in less than a year, you didn't know anything about SEO, but you've managed. No, to like this. I went
1: from listening. Yeah. I, I listened to two podcasts about it. Um, it was before you had a podcast of your own. So I heard you on a different one. Uh, and then I heard one other gal's, um, affiliate marketing episode. And I was like, hmm. and then I contacted you and I was like, let's get coffee. <laughs> right. So yeah, but I know I literally knew nothing about it.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. So just again, people, mm-hmm. uh, you yep. it can be done. You don't have to mm-hmm. have a background mm-hmm. in anything specific. So, mm-hmm. all right. Now let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about like deeper SEO stuff mm-hmm. here. So Um, You are fairly new to SEO, although I would consider you experienced at this point. Yep. Um, There are updates that come out all the time. Since you've been doing this, you've probably seen two to three, like sort of major updates for the Google Mm -hmm. algorithm, and it seems like you've stayed clear. Do you have any insight on maybe why? Just speculation, of course.
1: Well, you told me not to worry about them, so (laughs) so I just press on. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it kind of just falls in the land of things that are outside my control. I kind of figure, um, you know, Amazon could restructure in the future and there's nothing I can do about it. So, um, my goal is just to stay heads down on the content. Um, so that's where I put my time and focus and some of the articles are worked out and some of them won't and that's fine. Um, I get closer on what will work out by doing the KGR terms, obviously. Um, But as far as the bigger picture stuff, like what Google is doing and what Amazon is doing, they don't ask me my opinion. So I just keep following kind of the best practices and trust in the process.
0: Excellent. Now. I will ask about, uh, like link building and stuff. So do you have a, I didn't ask you to prepare anything ahead of time. So if you don't know the answer exactly, you could just sort of get close enough, but do you know about how many backlinks you have, um, going to your site?
1: So I have, so kind of a next project on my list is really digging into the backlink stuff. So the last time I think that we chatted, the goal was, you know, try to get 30 to 50 kind of intentional backlinks. So that's on the near term goal list. Um, As far as links that are just coming to the site on their own that I haven't really done anything, I think there's a couple hundred, but they're probably mostly junk. Uh, If I had to guess, I haven't gone through the entire list line by line. There are though some real ones that I have gotten. So I've had some guest posts, um, I initially started out kind of working with some bloggers in my space, um, ones that had a website presence so that they had somewhere that they could post about it. So I would say ones I've intentionally gone out and gotten maybe in the 20 ish range. Okay. Um, just kind of people that I featured in blogs or, um, guest posters.
0: Perfect. Okay. And I mean, that that's great. Cause some people, mm-hmm. um, my observation is they'll publish a few posts um or or maybe a lot, maybe they'll publish a hundred of them. um they'll start getting traffic and they see that that's working. like it's very clear you publish content, mm-hmm. people land on those pages very clear. the guest posting stuff getting links there's mm-hmm. a pretty big detachment uh, in the time frame and the direct sort of yeah. uh like relationship. so some people will let's say they'll do ten guest posts, but they don't see any impact for. Say four to eight months right. or something, and then they're like, Oh, that didn't work. So then they stop and then they, they plateaued. So right. uh, I think that sort of the 20 25 range is kind of like once you hit that point, like you, you kind of have enough right. to like play ball, I guess. So, well,
1: and I just kind of think about it. I think we initially discussed backlinks in general, it's just like building the authority of your site if you're getting the you know good ones. Um, so that's something I just want to do anyway, even if it's not like a direct correlation into a huge traffic bump, right. It's just good to have that, I think, um, cause people are sending traffic to your site because they like what you're doing. They like what your content is. That's good. Um, it's also, I mean, it's boosted a few specific posts too, that were guest posts with people that have larger followings, obviously. And that's always good. Um, especially if people are typing in like my website name. Um, instead of clicking on a link even. So if someone features it in the video or things like that, like that's really good. I think so.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. So as far as like content, you said you, you were writing about like half of the content Mm -hmm. out there. So that indicates you probably like the topic. So do you think that's Mm -hmm. like an important thing when someone's trying to select, uh, their, their niche and some of the keywords and stuff?
1: I mean, I do. Because I think to keep myself motivated, it has to be something I like. I think that when I start a second site, that will be less important, Um, you know, because I'll kind of have my baby that I actually am really passionate about. And the second site might be one where I'm a little less knowledgeable on the topic or a little less interested in the topic. But I just think it's an underserved niche. Um, But you probably remember when I was picking a niche and I was on the struggle bus trying to figure out if it was like good enough. Or if it was too crowded, because it's kind of crap. But, you know, and I was just back and forth and back and forth. And then at the end of the day, I was like, but this is what I want to blog about. So I'm just going to do it because this is where I have all my ideas and it motivates me. So awesome. for me, it was important.
0: Cool. Um, And... I guess at this point, do you have any other like things to add that may be interesting for people, either about your process or your approach or the site or whatever?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say I've I've written a couple things for you on a few topics that I would have found helpful too at the beginning. So on you know, the first time that I hired writers, that was a new experience for me too. Um, doing that throughout work. And I did a big content sprint. With them, that was, I don't know, 70 or 80 articles. Um, going forward, I am in the midst of adding like an FAQ section with shorter posts. Um, so more so for keywords and phrases that just don't warrant 1,500 words, you know. So as much as that's kind of my ideal baseline length for a blog post, Um There's also plenty of keywords out there that just don't warrant 1500 words. So I want to put those into kind of more of a structure and make it into an FAQ section. So that's in the works.
0: Cool. Cool. That totally makes sense. And uh, just a a little note on the FAQ section. Mm -hmm. So I I put one on niche site project Mm -hmm. because I was doing all these live streams and people basically were Mm -hmm. asking the same questions. Now I created the page so I could send people there. I right. don't know how many people actually go there, to be honest with you. But, I've been there. <laughs> so so some people do. The important people go there. There you go. Um, but most people are lazy and they don't go there. But the point is I did zero keyword research. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to. I knew people wanted to know that right. info anyway. And then um, I just wrote the shortest answer that I could um, because I know – that it didn't matter, right? In fact, most of those have zero, like they, they wouldn't even mm-hmm. show up. They're very long like phrases, but I could see like a, a huge uh, spike, not a spike, but like mm-hmm. a huge like uptick in the number of keywords that my site ranks for after I published Whoa. that. Nice. So it was like tons of long tails. It was very like intentionally interlinked and all that stuff. So I think it'll end up being a, a great resource that like people will link to because it's a good resource.
1: Well, and doing the internal links on my own site, those things are kind of ripe for being internal links to me. So, those are things where I may not want to do 500 words on that little piece of content within another post. But if it stands alone and it's semi related, um, I do a bunch of internal linking. So,
0: awesome. Very good. Now, um, do you have questions for me? So we could like turn this around and I know. Yeah. We we have some details that we can't share here, but mm-hmm. if you just want to like flip it around and start asking me yeah. questions,
1: go so for I it. think you know for me it's kind of what does the next phase look like? As I'll obviously keep going with content, right? So I'll keep doing everything that I'm doing, um, but it's kind of like what do I do now that I have some actual data built up? You know, so I have several months of good data. I now have you know. I could tell you what the top 20, 30, 40, 50 articles are. Right. So now that I know that what kind of up leveling of that content do I go back and do versus working on new content? We've talked about that a little bit and I'm starting to dabble. Um, But just kind of getting your thoughts on where's the right place to spend your time when your site is at this stage to kind of get that hockey stick, you know, to continue.
0: Okay. So the good part for me is there's no like real right answer, I don't think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you if there like, are you know,
1: wrong answers, you could say that too. <laughs> I, I was
0: gonna say there are there are only wrong answers to this, <laughs> or there are only like partially right ones. So there are, I mean, there's only a couple things that you can do. So you can mm-hmm. spend time on content, or you can spend time on building links. Um, mm-hmm. the content side, you know, you have covered fairly well you know you're publishing new stuff you have tons of keywords um and like you said you have data on like what Mm -hmm. is ranking what's doing okay what maybe needs some help so i would probably like focus more on auditing and improving the existing content Mm -hmm. um because you've published so much and like let's let's say for example you continue to publish, you double your content, you have like 250 posts Mm -hmm. or so, and then you try and audit it. Like it'll be even more, um, overwhelming than it, than it is currently. So I would pause and maybe not publish anything new for a little Mm -hmm. bit or or turn it down and then make sure that like you're doing well on the stuff that's Mm -hmm. out there. Like you already mentioned, you know, focusing on the top 20 posts or the top right. 20% mm-hmm. or whatever to give you a little bit of like uh, prioritization. Yep. And I would refer to a few resources. One is like, uh, you know, your search console data, mm-hmm. which you have insight for those top 20 posts, like yep. what keywords are bringing in impressions, yeah. what's mm-hmm. bringing in clicks and what you'll look for. The areas, the topics where you're getting impressions, potentially getting clicks, maybe very few clicks, but you're getting impressions, but you're not actually like optimized or even trying Mm -hmm. to rank for those Right. just by adding like a little content about that topic. You'll probably be able to, you know, rank immediately Um, because you're already potentially ranking on that. Yeah.
1: For existing posts, when you're going back and kind of tweaking them, are there things that you should not be touching again that would throw off Google? You know, if these are kind of my top 20 posts, I also don't want to break them. (laughs) Right. So what don't you touch about them?
0: hmm? So my rather arbitrary, arbitrary rule that seems to be working. Okay. And no one's told me Mm -hmm. it's like totally messed things up for him. Um, I try not to delete more than maybe like 20% of like the whole thing. I, in fact, I rarely delete anything. I'm mainly just like editing, like copy editing it to tighten it up, clean it up. Uh, sometimes, especially if you didn't write it yourself, there's Mm going to be some fluffy, redundant phrases that you could just, you know, clean up. Mm -hmm you're really good at that. You actually edited some of my stuff before and I was like,
1: man, I like that part.
0: Yeah. So you could go through, edit it, tighten it up Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, So that's generally like um, the risk, right? If you were to remove Mm -hmm. like a whole section, you're like, Oh, don't, don't do that. I wouldn't really change up the subheadings too much. You can again, Mm -hmm. tighten them up, make it a little more, uh, you know, snappy or like, Copyrighty or something like that, um, but generally you're adding content. So adding okay. content is almost never going to mess it up. Okay. Further, like you're you're adding content based on like data that you have. So you're not mm-hmm. like guessing. You're like, hey, you know, right. this person is also interested in milkshakes, right? I was just thinking it's very hot here today, so I, I guess okay. I was just thinking of a milkshake.
1: It sounds good. <laughs>
0: um. So. Improving content is probably where I would go first Um, and and some of the easy stuff like you you could even find uh, like tutorials and blog posts on, you know, reviewing your uh, data in the search console and then seeing like, oh, do I need to like change the, the title, the meta title so that it targets a term a little bit better? um Mm -hmm. that maybe you're ranking for but maybe you didn't know you were going to rank for so just changing the title can improve your click-through rate right so let's Mm -hmm. say you're ranked number five you change the title you make it like don't make it clickbaity but for the Mm -hmm. sake of this example you make it really enticing and then i mean google wants people to click on it so you'll move up in the rank not by changing the content but by just changing the title so sometimes it's like all right let's audit the titles Let's do that first. It's really fast. And then you, maybe you go back and start adding, you know, 200 words based on, you know, the criteria that you yeah. see in uh, the search console.
1: Would you add, um, it feels like an easy place to add would be for articles that don't already have an FAQ section at the bottom of the article itself. That is an easy place. Yes. Um, would you agree to that? Yeah,
0: super easy. Yeah. yeah. Add add five or yeah. eight questions, a hundred words each, all of a sudden, you know, you've added whatever, 15 or 25% more content. And okay. it's like each one of, you don't even have to do it all at once. You can like, sure, you know, you can do three, three FAQs for one depending on how much time you have that day or whatever, and then keep going.
1: Well, and kind of what I've been doing is I made a checklist of all the things that I thought I should either double check that existed in the, the top 20 posts or that I wanted to add or change or whatever. And I've just been going line item by line item in a spreadsheet and checking off that. I went through each of those for each post. So I don't know That's slightly less overwhelming to me to do it that way. Cause then I know exactly which posts I've already touched and I'm not going to go back to those until I get to the rest. So
0: that's a good way to do it. Yeah.
1: And you can do it in front of the TV, which is great.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the other thing I would look at, and this is, I I think part of it is my fault from like just the content I produce and me promoting the keyword golden ratio and like the fact that you don't have to have backlinks, Mm -hmm. but if you have backlinks, it's way better. All right. So I just, I don't emphasize that enough because I need to get people in the door. But now that you're here, backlinks (laughs) are really helpful. And most of the time, actually a few people that I was coaching, um, they're like, you know, like, I think I should start a new site. And I'm like, you're ranking like number three for most of your terms. Like, mm-hmm. like if you start a new site, yeah, you can incrementally like make a little bit more right. money and it feels good to start something new, but you're talking about a year, eight months or whatever.
1: Right. And I was like,
0: build links, like build a lot of links. And there's so many ways to do it. I mean, you've, you came up with like a ton of creative ways to, to do that already, um, which we, we haven't even talked about publicly, which is fine if people are interested. They can leave a comment on the video or shoot an email to feedback at doug.show and then I'll know. But um, I was going to say, do you feel like you're ranking as high as you can for um, as many terms as you know you feel like you can rank for?
1: I mean, I think what I need to do is kind of pull that whole report of what I'm ranking for, right? Which you've helped me with in the past, which is great um, to get her better sense of it. So I've kind of tried to stay out of that level of detail initially because I don't want to be checking stuff every day instead of actually doing stuff every day. So I've tried to be like, you know what? Content is the thing I'm going to focus on that for the first months. Um, and then now I've only really started dabbling in the data uh, to even kind of look and see where I am. Um, just because I didn't want to demotivate myself in the midst of trying to produce so much content. So I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's what I needed to do.
0: I mean, you're doing, you're doing this as fast as like, you know, I I could have hoped. Yeah. Right. Um, and you have the revenue to show for it. Cause I was going to say, I know some people, they're like, all right, I'm going to publish 300 posts. And they published 300 mm-hmm. posts in like two years and they're like, how do I make money now? And I'm like, oh man, like yeah. you missed the point here. Um, so, so your approach is fine. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say is, um, I think focusing on getting backlinks, mm-hmm. even to the point where you're like, all right, I've, I mean, you did, you published a lot of content. I think the post mm-hmm. that you wrote for me is like 84. post in 90 days, right? It's very popular by the way.
1: Very tiring.
0: (laughs) So yeah, so you did all that. um, Mm -hmm. And I think it, I mean, just imagine if you were on like podcasts and other YouTube channels or whatever, people interviewed you just, I mean, it's a little bit faster, right? So if you do an interview, like you're doing with me Mm -hmm. now, like you end up getting a backlink from their site. And then potentially people are going to Um, just find your site. They'll Google you and then they'll, they'll get to it. Right. So that's maybe an easy way to get backlinks is to just be a guest on other Mm -hmm. shows. Um, Aside from the fact, right, like you could guest post and stuff, but like, honestly,
1: podcasts are an easier route. Yeah. I haven't done that at all. I haven't ironically written a guest post for someone else in my niche, which I could do. Right. But I guess I haven't felt like that was maybe the best use of time yet. Um, I do have a backlink question, though, which is, do you know, if you write a top 10 dog house, you know, or dog toy producers or whatever, um, and then you contact all those companies and you're like, hey, you're featured on my list of whatever. Would you, you know, share this out? Obviously, that's nice if people click on those links that they share out if they say yes um do social media links technically count as backlinks i think
0: technically yeah they do but generally they're no follow however right so there's all these caveats so yes they're links they're probably no follow links but if if like the right Right. person or company shares it then and you get a lot of traffic like i think Mm -hmm. that matters Okay. um but i wouldn't uh, honestly i wouldn't spend time on that in fact i get pitches fairly mm-hmm. often um actually even to niche site projects someone was like hey like we, can we they wanted something i don't know what it was mm-hmm. and then we'll share it with our social media followers and i'm like i don't give a no. fuck about your social media followers like right. who who is going to follow a link on social media yeah. To, I'm like no one gives a fuck at all. I Sorry, I'm just like, like I hate like social media.
1: Featuring someone and then I let them know that they were featured, right? So I've never reached out to someone and been like, "Hey, would you feature this thing that's like tangentially related to you?" <laughs> like I don't ever do that because that feels weird. But if we do feature someone, then I think it's okay to reach out to those brands and be like, "Hey, you're in this list," you know? And
0: yeah, I don't know. and that would be the right way to do it instead of like. And I'm not sure maybe they think they're whatever 30,000 across all their platforms or something like that. But honestly, I mean, I'm trying to ignore social media. So basically I'm like, (laughs) I don't care if you have, I don't care how many, I mean, if the right person, but yeah. Anyway. So technically to answer your question, it is a backlink, but technically I wouldn't really care about that. And I think the hard part for you um, is probably going to be, like we talked about before, just like everyone else, Mm -hmm. the like feedback that you get from a backlink is very slow. And I feel like it's more of a cumulative effect. And um, when we stop recording and finish the call, I'll show you like just some data for niche site project where like, I'm doing more like uh, not more guest posting specifically, but more Mm -hmm. like outreach for bigger platforms. So like actually I can just talk about it here. So you edited uh, for me the HubSpot mm-hmm. post that I did. It went live, and an interesting mm-hmm. thing happens on very big websites: is other sites syndicated all over the place, right? right? So I did. I had a couple of those things happen, mm-hmm. and like my backlinks went up like dramatically yeah. because mm-hmm. of that. So and other people like it's partially name recognition. I don't think sure. many people mm-hmm. actually followed the link. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh, Doug wrote a guest post at HubSpot or whatever,
1: and it was beautifully edited, and so I'm going to share it. <laughs> right, right,
0: yeah. So it was, um, it was, uh, it was much tighter after you took <laughs> out all the extra words. So,
1: well, I think the other thing that we talked about with backlinks that you're not trying to go get yourself was that kind of doing your own statistics or publishing your own data is the kind of thing that really attracts other people linking to your site. So I would throw that out there as something too, where if you can kind of produce your own metrics for a topic, um, that's good. Like I have a little project doing that, that who knows if it'll turn in anything, but maybe. Um, But I've also seen it for other niche sites too, where it's like, if you're going to be creating your own data that no one else is doing, that's something that's really right for people to start linking to you. Yeah.
0: In fact, I got a good idea for you again, just generalized. Mm -hmm. So like anyone can do it anywhere, but um, you could do a survey, right? So you could do a Mm -hmm. survey for uh, whatever, and then you have the data, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can share it with other people. And this is one that I've thought of, but I haven't Mm -hmm. done before. Um, So obviously the more data you have, the better. So you can, email, like get in touch with mm-hmm. these bigger like bloggers or yep. vloggers or podcasters or whatever, Hey, we're doing, uh, or I'm, I'm orchestrating a survey. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a part of it, like we'll cross promote it and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then you end up being the hub. Right. And if you're the mm-hmm. hub for something, you already know this, right? So like if you're yeah. the hub for something, like people see you as the like entity that brought everything together. So right. you're like elevated as high or higher than the people that are in it so if you bring people on that are bigger than you then you Mm -hmm. look like you know what you're doing I've done this many (laughs) not that specifically but I end up you know, if you could organize things. And I like, set like I up do a it every
1: day. I do <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, so I've anyway.
1: 4,000 surveys.
0: You can do that in like any industry basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then once, like you said, once you have the data, then right. people will mm-hmm. want to talk to you.
1: Well, cause we're, you know, the industry that I was in, which was tech, like it was all white papers and reports all the time. Right. And that's how you generated leads and that's how you made the news and that's you know, is by getting together data that's unique and presenting it in a readable format. And there you go. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, any other uh, questions you have for me?
1: I mean, I think it's just, you know, kind of what the next phase is and what is the best way to keep the momentum going, you know? Um, sure. so that You know, every month you start from scratch, right? So every month you're like, well, it worked last month, but is it going to work this month? <laughs> so, kind of, what do you think are the best places for your time outside of upliving existing content? Like, what else should I be doing at this point?
0: So, unfortunately, it's very boring. So, again, like, Just I keep leaving
1: like, to cook my content. <laughs>
0: yeah, basic. Well, it's it's like improving the content maybe adding a little bit more and then getting the backlinks. So there's no... It's hard, right? Because like whatever you pick, you won't know the alternative. Right. Um, all of those are positive things. So if you do one, um, it's probably going to be fine. I think it... Like I was kind of hinting at, I mean, I think you have enough content right now where yeah. you're probably better... Like you'll get more bang for the buck and your time and resources and all that
1: mm-hmm. by putting
0: the backlinks in now. Because let's yeah. say it, it takes six or eight months for them to really um, like show their impact. Yep. Well, that'll be great um, whenever that happens, but the longer yep. you wait, the longer it'll be. So what is a right. bird attacking you? Or you, is that a magpie?
1: I started feeding them and it's turned into like a Hitchcock movie back here. It's very intense all the time. Nature is very stressful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So to get back to your, to the answer The answer to your question is generally like if you spend time on those areas, it will generally be fine. Okay. Um, and a lot of times, like in the course, I get you started on the first sprint and then don't really guide yeah. you after mm-hmm. that. That's intentional because some people are going to really gravitate towards one area. Mm-hmm. Some people don't do all the work they're supposed to and they just like skip the backlinks part and they just mm-hmm. keep publishing content. Um, and then when I catch up with them later, I'm like, well, did you do you know the backlinks right. as prescribed? No, but I published you know, 10 times more content. Yeah. And I'm like, we'll go back to the beginning part. Right. And then If you do that, like you'll, like, it'll take a little while, but if you, if you trust the process, like it, it generally pays off.
1: So. Well, and the nice part about focusing on that and not just trying to do another content sprint is that it's much cheaper, hmm? <laughs> which I don't mind right now. <laughs> so.
0: Right. You know
1: improving existing content is something I can do myself and it's pretty easy. So,
0: yeah. And then, I mean, if you do the, the backlink, um, Mm -hmm. sort of the couple ideas I threw out where it's like maybe do a survey, maybe do podcasts, like that's generally just, you know, sending some emails, scheduling some time. You're now using Skype very effectively. (laughs) So.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I worked in tech as you can tell.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Let's, let's finish it up here. So do you have any tips for people that are either just getting started or maybe they haven't started their site
1: yet? Well, I actually have two sets, but I've already written them both for you. So I would say probably, you know, I'm not, I think only one of them has been published already, but the other one will probably come soon. Um, But the first one I wrote was about all the things that I wish I didn't spend time on. So that would be a tip is, don't spend your time in any of those places. Um, you know, it's just kind of looking back what really helped my site or not isn't always the things that you want to work on just because they're fun. Um, so I wrote a piece about that that I think is useful. And then the one I just said was kind of how to stay motivated when you're not making money yet. Cause that's going to be most of your quite a few first months. Um, and that's just hard. It's just hard to do when you're sitting in your house working on your niche site and you're like, I don't know if this is working. You know, I made 40 bucks. So it's, you know, my tips are kind of avoid doing the things that are really going to waste your time instead of boost your site in the eight months that it takes for it actually to happen. Um, And then, you know, even now crossing a thousand dollars, you go back every month and you're like, yeah, but is it going to work this month? So I probably need to reread it myself and be like, yes, it's going to work. It's fine. So trust the process and just press on.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Christy. I appreciate the time and I'm sure we'll have you back on in uh, probably a couple more months to see what's going on.
1: Yeah. When I hit (laughs) $10,000. All
0: right. Yeah. You got a two, two month time limit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks for all the help.
0: All right. Thanks. thanks a lot to Christy, of course, for joining me. And she's a student of Five Figure Niche Site. So a little plug for my course there. And further, Christy is a great writer. Actually, she's a much better writer than me and uh, generally a communicator. So I asked her to write a few posts for me over on Niche Site Project, and they are extremely popular. Um, They... They have great headlines and hooks and uh, well, it's written really well. She's a great copywriter and I encourage you to go check them out. There's a few links in the show notes and description so you can check those out. Um, There's going to be a a post. uh, Actually, I'm publishing it in a couple days from when I'm recording this right now, but by the time you listen to this, it'll be out. It's a Pinterest case study, so definitely want to check that out. Christy was able to get early traffic to her site from Pinterest before she was ranking um, for anything in Google, which is kind of amazing. When she was showing me the amount of traffic that she was getting, um, I was shocked, number one, and it was interesting because she was getting like 75, 80% of her traffic from Pinterest in the first, you know, say a couple months or so. And then once the SEO kicked in and she was ranking for her keyword golden ratio terms, then the organic search traffic like took over that 75 80 percent of the traffic contribution and then you know there's still traffic coming from pinterest of course but she's just getting way more traffic now so anyway thanks a lot to christy do check out her posts over on niche site project um they take you from you know the pinterest case study that i mentioned she also has a post on like what not to work on right there's a lot of things that Actually, there's like endless things that you think maybe you need to work on. And she sort of breaks it down after, you know, a year in this affiliate marketing area, like things she realized that she could ignore. So kind of kind of a good thing if you figure out what you can ignore. Now, let's send it over to Daniel, who sent in a voicemail. By the way, please leave me a voicemail super easy. You could call on your phone or whatever. The phone number is in the show notes. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but you could just like click it and go boop, 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 boop. And then, you know, give me a call. It's not actually my phone. It's a, you know, it's a voicemail number. So you can't reach me, but I could text you back. Whenever, whenever you send me a message, I text you back. I'm like, Hey, thanks, Daniel, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this show. Appreciate it. All right. Let's, let's hear Daniel's question. Hey, Doug. This is Daniel from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, First off, thank you for all the value that you add. Uh, My question to you is, um, I know that a lot of courses, they uh, mention guest posting as an effective way of getting backlinks. um, And a lot of courses mention that you don't have to pay um, for backlinks when you guest post. However, um, all the responses, every time I run campaigns, um, people are asking like anywhere between 50 to $150 for like an editorial or publishing fee. I just want to know if you have any strategies around that or how to kind of, um, avoid that in general. Um, that's my question. Thanks so much again. Daniel, thanks again for leaving the voicemail. And this is a common question. Now I could tell you in my course... I also recommend guest posting. And I think the key differentiator from what I teach and what I'm what I try to do is um, I'm not trying to spam the internet with a bunch of bullshit emails. And Daniel, I'm not suggesting you're doing that specifically. I don't I actually don't know what you're doing exactly. But you did mention a campaign and you know it's just a term, but what I see out there a lot. On the receiving end, because I have a few blogs out there, you know, I get pitches all the time and people are just using the same old templates, some of the ones that I've seen for, you know, years from like Brian Dean and, you know, Quick Sprout and Neil Patel, like those sort of templates. And then actually the template that I put out, sometimes I get that back, Um, I started um, way back using those templates from, from Brian and Neil and um, tweaked them a little bit, you know, based on things that I thought may be useful. Things like, you know, showing that other guest posts were published by me and, and other places. So there's some social proof there. But the the big thing is that things have changed. Supply and demand has kicked in. People with blogs now see that they're getting. Well, unfortunately, all these spammy emails where it's like, hey, I, I found your blog and it looks like uh, maybe you would want to publish or link to uh, one of my posts or maybe even publish one of my posts. Um, let me know if you're interested. And it's like, that's, that's not going to work anymore. Um, yeah, sure. People want to make some money and they're going to ask you, you know, now that they, they see that they're getting multiple emails per week, maybe a, a couple per day. Like I'm getting. And if you even get a response back, most of the time it will be asking for a fee because they can they can do that. They see that they have a valuable thing that you want. Now, honestly, you know, fifty or a hundred dollars, that's a bargain. That that's a huge bargain compared to what you would end up paying for a guest post if you went to a actual like guest posting service like loganix or the hoth or something like that and those are a couple of companies that i use personally um, it's very expensive you know four or five times the rate that you mention um, so 50 100 bucks that's a good deal you should probably go for it now if you want to avoid the cost which i can appreciate right i mean if you're if you're able to to do it without having to pay then I mean, that's obviously better. All right. I don't have to explain why. All right. So here's what you should do. Um, basically the longer you invest in building the relationship and the more things you could do for the blogger, um, like you're going to get a higher rate of success and there's a very strong chance you won't have to pay anything. They won't even ask you. And it's about creating value for the other person. And it could be, you know, slightly intangible, right? Obviously, like you're trying to save money, so you're not going to be like sending them gifts or any sort of monetary thing, which honestly would be weird. But instead, you could publish a roundup post and mention, you know, a bunch of different bloggers or influencers, Instagram folks, YouTube influencers, fill in the blank, right? There's a ton of places that people are putting out content. You can, you know, do a roundup. A lot of people will call this some sort of an ego bait thing where you mention them and then they feel good about it. I mean, if, if people are doing something online, they want to be recognized, they want to be linked to, and they, they want to like help spread the word. They want help spreading the word, right? So if you can do that and then show them that you're doing it, just hey, just a quick, you could send this sort of a message. Hey, quick heads up! I featured you in a roundup. Um, love the work you're doing, and you know, let me know if you want any changes or if if you need anything. Keep it short. You know, no one wants to read a long email and obviously it should be relevant and it should be helpful. Don't ask for anything right away. Like the longer that you can wait to ask for something, the better. If you come out of the gates, this is what most of the pitches are like. Um, Hey, I saw your article. I really like what you're doing. And can you link to my site? That sucks, right? Like, You're going to get asked for a fee if you get a response back at all. So anyway, the longer you could spend doing it uh, as far as networking, the better. Um, And you could network in like any way you could think of, right? Any way you could think of. So that said, you can like share their stuff on some social channel, wherever they're most active. You could do it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Um, You could do blog posts mentioning them. If you're active on YouTube, you could do a YouTube video about the person and and mention them or do a roundup video where you mention your favorite, you know, 10 bloggers or whatever. The point is like you're giving and providing value to them. Um, so that, I mean, it's the rule of reciprocity, right? Like if you're doing something nice for them, they'll feel slightly um, like obligated right they'll feel slightly obligated to help you out in the future. If you could do a few things, right? Like I said, you know, you share a couple of things on social, you um go ahead and you know feature them some somewhere or another. That's great. You can link to their site, you know, link to their site, um maybe not even in a roundup. And um the other thing that I always talk about is blog commenting. And I know Actually, a lot of people are like, ah, blog commenting sucks. Where do I put the link in? Blah, blah, blah. Which is obviously, I mean, that's completely self-serving, right? If you're like, where do I put my fucking link in? Right? I mean, of course, that's going to be marked as spam, especially if it's not relevant. So, and and, sorry, basically, I I see a lot of comments on uh, YouTube, which is a a circus out there. YouTube is a circus. So, um, I don't know who is even leaving the comments or if I should even entertain them. But anyway, people are like, oh, where do I put in my link? Where do I put in my link? It's all about them. So if you just leave comments where you're like engaged with the blogger, you know, you're nice, friendly, compliment them, ask them questions, you know, it's like uh dating or something like that. You know, you got to ask some engaging questions, but don't be too weird or forward. And then, um, you know, after some time, they'll recognize you. They'll recognize your little avatar, your, your name. They'll see potentially emails from you where, you where you're like, "Hey, I really love that post." Blah blah blah. So again, this is all like networking and helping out and and being generous before you're asking for something. Um, and again, I'll just reemphasize: you know, if you're if the fees are fifty or a hundred bucks, like that's cheaper than you know having to hire a service because there's a lot of overhead with the service that they have to pay for. Probably, I mean, I don't know this, but probably a lot of the services out there are indeed paying fees, like placement fees. And they have, you know, a lot of relationships out there with different bloggers and they're able to, you know, find a niche that's relevant, find a blog that's relevant and get a link on a site that's, you know, relevant to the topic that you're trying to link to. So anyway, Daniel, I hope that helps out. In summary, you want to spend time building that relationship and networking, and you know don't don't be like one of the uh, you know people that are just asking for something. You, if you give a little bit more upfront, then people will be much more happy to work with you. Um, and one actually, one other thing I'm going to pepper in here. Don't use the same, like, I guess, Google advanced footprint searches, right? So if you're looking for a, quote, write for us page, or if you're looking for the same footprints that everyone else is looking for, and by footprints, I mean, like, people search Google and try and find blogs that they could guest post on. So maybe you try and find a blog that publishes other guest posts, and you're like, okay, if that blog publishes guest posts and they'll maybe publish one of my guest posts, which is a, I mean, the logic is fine, but the problem is it's a crowded channel. That's what everyone is doing. And I mean, just because, for example, I publish guest posts occasionally on niche site project, but I could tell you when I get pitches and I, I, again, I get them like every single day. So the punchline is if you could figure out like an original way to find people to network with that do have blogs that you might be able to guest post on, then you may be dealing with a much less crowded channel. And I can tell you that I have been able to publish—I uh, don't have a like a full tally, but I would say over a dozen, maybe up to twenty guest posts on sites that don't publish guest posts. And I mean, you could imagine that guest post is probably a little more valuable because there are very few other guest posts on that site. Um, if you are publishing a guest post on a site that has like 80% guest posts, by the way, don't do that. That, that probably means they're just taking a lot of money publishing these guest posts. Um, but basically, like it's a little more valuable if it's a more rare and maybe more relevant sort of blog. So Uh, think outside the box, like try to do something a little bit creative to find a less crowded channel. Like uh, this may not apply to everyone, but like if you could figure out how to be on podcasts, that's a great way to do some link building because usually there's a page for the uh, specific podcast episode. So if you're just a guest on podcast and you could talk about like whatever the topic is, then you get a lot of links back to your site that's great. You could even get like links to inner pages. If you point out like, Hey, I did a buying guide on, you know, getting a beer brewing kit. Like here's the link, link it up in the show notes. So you, I mean, you could think outside the box, you could do this potentially for like YouTube channels too. So if you just do things a little bit differently and, you know, take that time to network, you'll probably be in much better shape. So, Thanks a lot to Christy. Thanks to Daniel as well. Call up, leave me a voicemail. The number is in the show notes. And if it's you know if it happens to be the first episode of the Doug Show that you're listening to, thanks for checking it out. I encourage you. You know, number one, go back to episode ten. You could hear Christy's uh, interview when she hit hundred dollars a month. And then, um, well, there's a lot of other success stories. So do check them out. And if you haven't subscribed to the Niche Site Project email list that's uh, something you should do. Go over to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button. You can enter your name and email address and then I'll send you all my templates and you'll be in my autoresponder series so that you'll be able to, you know, see some of the best stuff that I published over at Niche site Project. You know what? Let's finish it up. We'll catch you on the next episode.